This morning is not a day of, um, of Hespade, because it's a day of, uh, it's Rosh Chodesh. Um, the actual Yortzite uh, falls tomorrow, um, and it's Rosh Chodesh. So instead, we're going to echo the Gemara. The Gemara says in the end of the um, second parak of Baba Kama, the Gemara says that when Chizkiyahu HaMelech died, Hoshivu Yeshiva Al Kivro, as a sign of respect, they set up a yeshiva on his kever, which means they taught his Torah. They projected his ideas. And as we remember, uh, our Rebbe, Rav Lichtenstein, this morning, we are going to share in some of his Torah uh, based on, uh, in Seder's rhyme. Rav Lichtenstein's uh, Sefer that he published, a uh, collection of his articles, was set up according to the Sdarim of the Mishnah, the Sdarim of Shas, and so I thought that it would be appropriate this year and next year, and hopefully as we commemorate our great Rebbe, we'll remember him through Torah in the different Sdarim of Shas. Uh, so this year we'll start with Zra'im. It's also appropriate this week is um, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, uh, and certainly uh, we think about Eretz Yisrael and Medina Yisrael. Um, and uh, so this morning uh, I wanted to learn with you uh, a little bit about the topic of Birkat HaGomel, uh, which will be followed by a shir by uh, Rabbi Taubis, um, the rabbi of Zichron Mordechai, and also we want to congratulate him. He just, we saw, he became a Rosh Hashiva, so, uh, Koach, and, um, at, at Ritz, and, uh, so, uh, he'll share, uh, a, a shear in the topic of, of selling land in Eretz Yisrael. So, give this out. It's also very, uh, appropriate, um, that we are commemorating, uh, memory of Rav Lichtenstein uh, this morning here in Nitivot Shalom. Uh, someone maybe can check me on this, but I believe that the last public shear that Rav Aaron gave in America was here in November 2011. Um, I'm sorry? Yeah. It was uh, the last public shear that Rav Lichtenstein gave on the topic of Minhad. It was actually on the topic of Minhad, uh, which we spoke about this morning. So, um, it is, uh, I think, very appropriate uh, that we commemorate uh, his memory and learn some of his Torah this morning. So, of course, uh, at the end of Masechet Brachot, if there's not enough, please share. At the end of Masechet Brachot, um, the Gemara, in the context of uh, the first Mishnah in the ninth Perek, which talks about all kinds of Birkot Hoda'ah, all kinds of blessings of thanksgiving, uh, when this happens to you, when that happens to you, if you come to a makom of a nace, when this happens, that happens. So it also mentions uh, the context of birkat hagomel. And the Gemara then, on Amud Bet, Nun Dalet Amud Bet, the Gemara discusses Arba Tzrichim Lahodot, that four people have an obligation to give thanksgiving to the Rabona Shalola. And this, of course, is based on the Gemara's analysis of this famous Amizmor, Kufzain, which I printed here in the first, on the first page, and I emphasize the um, refrain of the Gemara. It's also a famous song. People like the song. It's a song. Hashem Chazdo. So, if you look carefully, there are four times where the Gemara, where the um, Tanakh repeats the refrain, Yodu Hashem Chazdo, V'niflo'otav Livnei Adam, Yodu Hashem Chazdo, V'niflo'otav Livnei Adam, Yodu Lashem Chazdo Niflotav Adam, that one should offer thanksgiving to the Rabbana Shalolam and about the great miracles and wonders he has done 
to, to humanity. And in that context, Chazal read through their eyes the four phraseologies, the four repetitions. Again, the Gemara doesn't say this, but I think that's what's undergirding the Gemara. The four repetitions of the idea of Yodu Lashem Chazdo as rooted as explaining the Arba Tzrichim Lahodot. And Chazal took the units in between and they saw it as referring to specific situations. What's interesting is that Chazal did not go in order of the Mizmor, and that's an interesting question, you know, in terms of analysis, the movement from Shutoshal Mikra to Chazal, why they didn't go in order in the way they presented it, that's an interesting question, um, not for today. The Gemara in Brachot, if you turn the page, says as follows, Amar Rabbi there are four categories of people that have an obligation to uh, give thanksgiving to Rabbonu Shalom. Yordei Hayam, Holchei Midbarot, Mishaya Cholev Nitrape, Umishaya Chavush Bebeita Asurim Viyatsa. So the Gemara says that there are four categories. People who go in t- on a, a, a sea trip, those who go through deserts, those who were sick and became healthy, Umishaya Chavush Bebeita Asurim, someone who was in a, a prison and emerged. And the Gemara Darshans, as I said, from these Psukim. So it starts with Pasuk Chav Gimel, Yordei Ha'am Ba'oniyot, Heima Ra'uma Se'adunai, and then it says, Ve'amod Ruach Sarai, Yalushamayim, Yerdu Tehomot, etc., etc. And then it goes through each category, Holchei Midbarot, Mishachalav Nitrapei, etc. And the Gemara says, Maim Mevarech, Again, I broke up the sugya in terms of uh, the way it's organized. Maim mevarech. Amrav Yehuda Baruch Gomel Chasadim Tovim. Someone, we say Baruch, we offer blessings to God who gave us, who did these great chasadim. The Rif and the Rush have a different girsa, which is the girsa that we follow till today. Uh, what do we say, right? Gomel Chayvim Tovot Shigmalani Kol Tov. We don't only make, make it in the abstract, but we also make it personal. Who saved me and and, 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 and gave me these wonderful chasadim. Interesting halacha that we're, we don't, we're not makbinan. You're supposed to do it in the presence, ideally, of ten. We try to do it, but we don't always, aren't always able to do it in the front of asara. And then the Gemara, a little bit later, says, Rabbi Yehuda Chalash, Rabbi Yehuda got sick, the itpach, and he got healthy. from Baghdad, Amri and they come and they said, Brich Rachmana Lehalan. Brich Rachmana Nihalan. Blessed be God who returned, who gave us, who gave you back to us. Velo Yahavach Laafra. And he didn't give you over to the ground to die. Amelahu Patritun So you have pattered me from saying the bracha. It's interesting halacha. It's not, it doesn't mean that you actually have to say it. If someone says it, it's enough. He answered Amen. So it's interesting. Why, why answering Amen is enough? Is it that it's a kind of, it says, if he said the bracha? Or is it something else going on here? Okay. Now in the context of this, in Rav Aaron's shir on Birka Sagomel, Rav Aaron quoted an interest, uh, Rivash, which is a kind of classical understanding. Okay? So here's a translation of the Rivash. You asked further that which is stated. There are four classes of people who have to offer thanksgiving. 
So do we say just these because we rely on the verses? If so, even if a wall collapses upon a person or he is saved from being trampled or gored by a bull? So this is the classical question. Are these four categories absolute categories? Only these four? Or is it, are these, meaning, or is these, or are these just examples, but it's not exhaustive? The Rivash says, it seems that such an, a person must recite a blessing. For surely those who have crossed the desert, who are obligated to offer thanksgiving, this is because of the danger of lions and thieves found on the road. This being the case, if a lion threatened to tear him to pieces, even in the city, or if thieves came, and there are night bandits, and he was safe from them, all the more so he must offer thanksgiving. So the, the Rivash understands that the halacha, the halacha of of Birkas HaGomel is not just limited to things. It's not just limited to the context of these four, but these are just dugma. Oh, these are examples. Now, in this context, what's clear is that the Rivash says that the Machayev, that which obligates one in Birkas HaGomel, is the potential danger. You could have been torn apart by a lion, but Baruch Hashem, you were saved. So, it's not necessarily... The chavaya during the moment, the experience during the moment, but it's the potential danger that you were saved from. So Rav Aaron didn't necessarily agree with that. You turn the page. So Rav Aaron, again, this is a transcript citation. <coughs> the Rivash also proposes that what creates the obligation to recite the blessing is the fact that the person had been saved from death. That is to say... The obligation stems from what might have happened, but never actually happened. If this is the case, we must clarify the level of exposure to danger and the level of the danger that obligate a blessing. In any event, the obligation follows from a concern about what is liable to have happened. It seems, however, that there is room for an entirely different understanding of the It may have been argued that the blessing was not instituted because of what might have happened, but rather because of what actually happened. <coughs> it's not because you could have been torn apart by a lion, but the very experience, the anxiety, the pain, the suffering, that itself is what's mechayev birka sagomel. That you emerge, not from a potential danger, but from an actual experience, and you emerged whole. The subtle difference, says Ravaran. In the four cases described in Gemara, the various people experienced troubles and suffering, and their lives had been put in danger. The wording of the Gemara, and even more the verses cited thereon, imply that the suffering and the difficulties of the various events are what obligate the blessing. The Gemara troubles itself to emphasize that the fact that those who had crossed the sea were mounted up to the heaven and went down to the deeps, Yardu B'Mitsulos, and those who were released from prison sat for many days, B'Choshech V'Tzalmavetz, in darkness and in the shadow of death. So it's not that, oh, in prison there are people with sheaves who can kill you. And that in prison you can die of... Star- it's the very experience at the moment, even if you weren't going to die, is itself a mechaev, an obligation of Birkas HaGomel. If we accept this understanding, it follows that if a person had been in a clearly dangerous situation, but he was unaware of the peril, this is the nafkamina. He is not obligated to recite a blessing, for he had never gone through a period of fear and suffering. It is reasonable to assume that even if the person had been aware of the danger awaiting him, 
If it was a momentary danger, he would not be obligated to recite the Hagomel blessing because he too did not experience a long period of suffering. The Rivash disagrees with this understanding and explicitly states that the very exposure to danger is what obligates a blessing. So fundamentally you have two different conceptions of what it is that is Mechayev in Birkas HaGomel. Rav Aaron was fond of quoting a Hagos Maimonius. The Gemara in Brachos, I'm sorry, the Rambam, the Hagos Maimonius in the Rambam in Perek Yud of Hilchis Brachos, Halacha Chet, it's not on the page. So the Hagos Maimonius says, when it says that a Cholish in Isrape, that a sick person who became healthy is obligated to say Birkat HaGomel, so the Hagos Maimonius says, Pirish Rabbeinu Yosef, Dafka chole shenafala mishkov. Only someone who was very sick, someone who had to go to bed, <coughs> just go to bed because of a toothache, but he, and again, remember, in that society, people died of pneumonia, people died of common illnesses. So if you were sick, so it's da- very dangerous. <laughs> but if you just have a headache, open may of, you have a tummy ache, However, the Aruch quotes, Rav Natan says, So how do you understand Rav Haigon, right? We understand the opinion that says if you're full to sick, in a society when you might have died from a common infection or something like that. So you can understand. You were mamish in Sakana. So says Rabbeinu Yosef, if you're not mamish in Sakana, you don't make a Birka Sagomel. But what about Rav Hai? Rav Hai says even for a headache that you emerge from it, you still make Birka Sagomel. So Lechora, said Rav Aaron, the simple understanding is that it's not because of the danger aspect, but it's the aspect of the chavaya, the experience. If it was an experience of anxiety, if it was an experience of suffering, it was an experience, even if it doesn't reach the bar of mamish sakana, you still are no way, you still can make birka sagoma. The first idea that I wanted to share with you this morning. The second idea, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin's uh, Lahalacha, um, like the Rivash, says the Shulchan Aruch, Hani Arba, back to the source, Hani Arba Lavdafka, these four Lavdafka. Duhuadin Lamisha Asalo Nase, Nasalo Nase, Kigon Shanafalov Kotelo Nitzal Midrisat Shorinichi Goltav, Osha Amadalov Bair Aryel Torfo, right? He was, he was trampled by a, a, a shore, by a, an ox, or gored by the ox. Or the or the lion came upon him in the city to or ganavim bo the shodado cholchiotim psrichim levarich agomel. That's the rivash. The yeshaimrim. There are those who say sheein levarchim hagomel. There are those who disagree with the rivash and say no. Only the specific categories that are mentioned in the Gemara do you have to say berchus hagomel. Elahani arba dafka. So the, the Shulchan Aruch makes a compromise. And he says, 
it's good in order to navigate these two opinions to make Birkas HaGoymel without Shemu Malchus. So here, the Lamdan in all of us asks, what is this? A bracha without Shemu Malchus, without Baruch HaTashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, has no halachic status. What is this? To make you feel good? <laughs> what, what is a bracha without Shemu Malchus? The Gemara says in brachas, and Rav Aaron gave a lot of beautiful shirim about that topic also. Kol bracha, she'eva, she'eva, malchus, ain't a bracha. It has no status. It's nice. It makes you feel nice, but it has no, so, memon Either or. Either you believe that you make a bracha under all circumstances when you're in danger, or not. So what is this birka, shame, and malchus? So you can be very balabatish, as we would say, and say, oh yeah, make you feel good. But, of course, the lamdan in us doesn't allow for that understanding. So Rav Aaron said as follows, said it may be argued, it may be argued that the Gomel blessing differs in its very nature and essence from other blessings. It's a very beautiful idea. In the case of all other blessings, the mitzvah being fulfilled is that of reciting a blessing. Chazal instituted, you make a blessing on a mitzvah. So you eat matzah, before it you make a bracha, a birchsa mitzvah. In the case of HaGomel blessing, on the other hand, the mitzvah being fulfilled is that of offering thanksgiving, the fulfillment of which can be achieved by way of a blessing. The bracha is an instrument to achieve a fundamental goal called hodah. Hodah. And therefore, in other words, Chazal instituted the blessing so that the thanksgiving would have a fixed formula. But this does not detract from the fact that it is thanksgiving that remains at the heart of the matter. This being the case, any expression of thanksgiving is acceptable even if it does not fulfill the classical requirements of the of blessings, of the world of blessings. And it's a very beautiful idea. And Rav Aaron suggested this might be a diuk in the Rambam. The Rambam says in Hilchus Brachos, four categories of people are required to offer thanksgiving. A person who had been sick and has recovered, etc., etc., and then the Rambam says, Ketzad HaHodah. How is the thanksgiving offered? And what is the form of the blessing? The individual who has an occasion rises in the assembly, etc., etc. So again, Sir Ravarn was Medayek. Why does the Rambam have this funny formulation? Ketzad Hi HaHodah. How is the act of thanksgiving achieved? You make the blessing this way. Why don't you just say, Umevarchim. You just say, and you make a blessing. Says because the fundamental chiyuv is a chiyuv hoda, it's an obligation of hoda which is achieved through a blessing. Oh, and therefore it could be that if you say the hoda even without shame and malchus, so if it was purely hilchus brachus, it wouldn't rise to the level of any accomplishment. But a bracha without shame and malchus, which is a, which still conveys a hoda, you still are achieving the goal. Of Hoda on some level. I'm sorry? Ah, no. Right, right. I don't know. No, I don't I don't know if he talked about it. But yeah, but theoretically you could say that as well in that context, correct. Yeah. It's interesting the concept that uh, the, the, the bracha is really being said for a personal experience. Correct. Here's where I'm struggling with. 
Somebody who travels a lot. Right. There is not a lot of... Exactly. And in Hachanam... In the prison system, there are a lot of repeat offenders. Exactly. They meet their friends and family. Exactly. You're, you're, you're 100%... percent comfortable. You're, so there is an erosion in experience. After you go through it one time... Correct. And it's, it, it's full intensity. I can see that. But based on that... Correct. And that's time, why you know, Halachalamaisa, you know, Rabbi Salvechik, Zichon Levracha, Paskin, that you don't make a Birkas Agomel when you take a, an air flight, an airplane flight, if it's become so common to you. Now, you could say that there, it's also because the danger level has much lower today. It's safer to go on a plane than to go in a car. But it also is how our experience. We don't experience, unless you're very nervous. I mean, and on the other hand, I would say someone who's very nervous, every time they get on a plane, you know, let's say right after September 11th, people were extremely nervous. According to Rav Aaron's criteria, you would make, you would have made a bracha. So, so here, these are two, I think, very beautiful ideas, very reflective of the way Rav Aaron analyzed topics, kind of classical lumdus, but within the world of brachos, which was a real chiddush, because it wasn't so common in the world of bris to, to do that. That was one of the chidushim of the Rav, to introduce that and, and really develop it within the world of, uh, of brachot and moadim and stuff like that. And so I think these are very two very beautiful paradigmatic ideas in the world in uh, Birkat Sagomel that really, you know, cut to the heart of the matter, which was all, all, always, you know, part of Rav Aaron's uh, agenda and giving a shear, not just to say a nice little Torah, but to get to the nature, the heart of a topic. Yes? To support his theory that you have to actually experience it in order to make a bracha, is that on the Rambam passes on Kiro Sedera, you don't make a bracha. Right. Because you're not experiencing anything properly. That would be the logic of Rav Aaron. Since right. you don't experience it, you're going into something. To be able to, to answer a question like that, you'd have to do a systematic study of all... Two, uh, yes, but I, I certainly have not done a systematic study of every, you know, sheer of our game over, you know, 50 years reflecting on this topic of autonomy versus... The okay, Peseda. I mean, also have a shul to run and I have children to raise. But, you know, Baruch Hashem and, and teaching to do, but... Thank you. If you want to fund my machon, <laughs> I'll take off ten years and you know and do that. Baruch Hashem. Yes. How do you distinguish between perceived danger and appreciation? Right. Because you can have a certain level of perceived danger, and the second issue is, is appreciation. And there's a right. The first question I have to follow up to that. Right. So how do you? Right. So that it, it sounds very subjective. I think there's an element of. I think Ravarn clearly feels there's an element of subjectivity. If you weren't aware of the danger, Rav Aaron says, you don't make Birch Sagomel. Even though there was a clear and present danger. On the other hand, if you feel anxious, you know, at just anything, if you're in a very, you're a very anxious person, and you're a person who feels that you've gone into the depths, even though objectively it's not true, so I guess that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. 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 Right, so, so that was a follow-up question. Uh, people find out afterwards that they were in a situation they weren't aware about. Right. So he would say, it doesn't, you're not machuyah, right. 